Ben, you're fucking the shit you told us about going to your union rep was fucking hysterical. Also, oh yeah. Like, I'm glad you did that before you quit. Yeah. Well, uh, I, Jesus Christ. I mean, I've been suffering at this job for seven years and then finally I was just like, you know what? I got nothing left to lose. Cause I was always afraid of going to the union because I know of people who had, and they were definitely like shit on and targeted by this fucking job. So I went and the union guy was like the most Chicago ass guy. And it was like therapy finally having somebody on my side. Cause this guy was just like relentless. Like every, every concern I had, I went to this guy with, I was just like, you know, uh, we got to keep it anonymous because like, you know, I mean, let's face it, Illinois is an at will employment state. And you know, if they know it's me, they're going to, you know, they're going to come down on me. And he's like, bullshit, Ben. He's like, bullshit. he's like, you, you let them do it. He's like, I, you won't believe the smile I'll have on my face. If they say anything about you going to the union, it's like, you will hear the screams from your house because of the fucking shit in hell I'm going to raise if oh they even God. mention you going to the union. I was like, what? He's like, oh yeah, man. <laughs> like, and you know, and he's like, and he's like, and you stop letting them, you know, make you think like they're doing you a favor. They don't know you fucking shit. He's like, you're doing them a favor. And I was just like, this is my union guy. Like, this is awesome. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Is, your, is your union rep uh, Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa in The Irishman? <laughs> the operative word I'm talking about. Solidarity. And it works. It works for all of us. Oh, man, I want to watch that again. I know, right? It's like the only, like, three-hour and 45-minute movie that felt too short. Like, oh, man, so like, I want more. Got no time to be a punk. Kids are asleep, so let's get drunk. Well, that's a good a place as any to start, I think. Uh, with so, guys, uh, video games. Yeah, nothing <laughs> to do with anything. Uh, yeah, right. That, that's a perfect segue into video games. It's not a segue at all, but it's a it's a good opening to the episode. <laughs> It's on the Irishman soundtrack, right? So this is episode 14 of The Kids Are Asleep. Uh, we're talking about video games this week. Uh, I'm Dan, broadcasting from uh, Pilsen, uh, the southwest side or near west side or whatever the real estate developers decide it is, uh, neighborhood of Pilsen in Chicago. And uh, I'm joined by my well- lovely wife, Sarah. Hi. And uh, our two bestest buddies in the whole wide world. Damn right. Go ahead, Ben. All right. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm the one with the kids. And I'm over here in the southwest suburbs. And uh, I feel uh, I feel upgraded, you know, like a video game. Nobody gets this reference. It's from Final Fantasy. That's what happens when you're, you you finish a, a a fight. Are your kids asleep? Are your kids asleep? 
River's probably not. I had River tonight, and uh, she. <laughs> Whichever like, one don't. you have is always the fucking problem. Have you know, ever noticed that? <laughs> no, that's not true. Corbin, like, well, the problem, well, the problem with Corbin is that you have to stay with him until he falls asleep. With River, we just you know she's never gonna she's not going to fall asleep. She stays awake as long as she possibly can. So you just read the books have a conversation i lay with her for five minutes and then i'm like all right peace i got things to do and beers to drink and uh um, she's older now so yeah, she's gonna be seven soon right she is it's nuts damn man that's crazy mm-hmm. all right so uh who's our other dear friend on the line here uh, i don't know tim out here in providence rhode island right. and i like realized uh just now that I had been interacting with a video game uh, that I never even realized was a video game until we like we're just this like just this moment, which is the uh, canvassing app uh, minivan. Oh, uh, totally gamified for it's sure. So gamified because I was out canvassing today, and like it hit like it went like boop and was like seventy five percent of your turf is complete, and I was like ooh I got a little. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden a familiar appeared next to you and yeah, <laughs> you, you get to take that that creature with you and uh, uh, a floating Bernie Sanders head appeared above <laughs> you and you jumped up and punched it and it gave you an extra life. Right. <laughs> a bunch of socialism came out. All over the place. Every, every kid within a two-block radius got free college and health care. <laughs> Which is what the whole um, neighborhood in the whole state of Rhode Island will get when we win this election. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> got uh, exactly a month, right? Yes. Yeah, a month from oh. today. Um, yeah, it's exciting. We're getting there. Anyway, uh, want to talk about the beers? Yeah, I think it's time for... Beer of the week. Good tag. I'll go first because I'm almost actually out of my. I actually pulled a Ben. I'm not going to do a series, but I bought a variety pack from Surly Brewing from Minneapolis today. Um, nice. Oh, you should do a series. Why not? Because you're going to drink them all. That's your, that's why you're not going to do a fucking series. That's probably the most likely explanation. Um, but so the beer, the reason I got the pack was because this was seriously the only uh, like can of beer or bottle of beer with video game related can art in the entire binnies that I went to. Um, oh, man, I, I didn't even think about that. All their cans are like that. Yeah, I, that's smart. All right. Sorry. I thought about getting Very eight. There was one called like 8-Bit Pale Ale or something, but I don't know if that brewery is still around anymore. That's Surly. Um, No, it's not Surly. It's Tallgrass or something like that. What? I'm going to look this up. Keep talking. um, So so I got it. It's called Warp Zone Pilsner. And honestly, I got it also. It was serendipitous because I've been feeling like a Pilsner. Because again, it's like the summertime. It's hot. I want that lighter, like crisper kind of taste. And I got to say, like, um, it's not what really I'm looking for out of Pilsner. I think it suffers from that, from what a lot of newer Pilsners are still suffering from, uh, where it's like too hoppy or like, I don't know what it is. I'm not a beer nerd, so I don't know what makes it too much like an IPA. Um, 
but it's just, it doesn't have that kind of like, um, I know a Kolsch is a little bit sharper even, but like a Pilsner, I feel like should have a certain kind of like Christmas, I guess. I don't know. Christmas? Uh, Christmas. Yes. It should have, what? it should have much Christmas. You guys are all saying you're not helping my confusion. You're all I saying Christmas. Yes, we but are. Because you're saying Christmas. Christmas. We're oh, fucking Christmas. with you, Dad. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Anyway, so Surly Brewing Company, Warp Zone Pilsner. Um, I got it because of the can art. The can art is cool. It's some like Space Invaders shit. Um, and it's got a you know great can art, but uh, uh, it's not really what I'm looking for in a Pilsner. So I'm going to rate it a 3.0 on my beer scale. <clears throat> right on. Worst right in a while. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's certainly drinkable. I drank all three of them that came in the variety pack, but it's just not, I don't know. I'm a little, it, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Well, not probably get again, but I'll drink it if someone offers me one. So, Sarah? So, my beer of the week is Anchor Steam Beer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I heard of it. I chose, it's from San Francisco. Ah. Which is where oh, you're from had, for no. prosperity. What? I mean, oh, wait, you're from San Francisco. Well, I mean, Sacramento. <laughs> Damn yes. it. Whatever. But I've been to San Francisco a lot. San Francisco is awesome. Another cool thing about this brewery is Race Belden helped to unionize it. Yep. So that's cool. Um, I like this one a lot. Actually, it's one of a handful of beers that I really just love. And every time I drink it, uh, I'm never disappointed. <laughs> um, actually, I was reading the label and I always give you guys shit for reading the labels, but this is interesting. So I'm just going to read this really, really quick. Anchor Steam brand beer derives its unusual name from the 19th century when steam seems to have been a nickname for beer brewed on the West Coast of America under primitive conditions and without ice. The word steam may have referred to the pressure of natural carbonation developing in the beers. Today, the brewing me methods of those days are a mystery. And for many decades, Anchor alone has used the quaint name steam for its unique beer. And um, I just think that's interesting because um, it being from San Francisco and everything. I don't know. It just reminds me of like... Um, <laughs> gold rush era and everything yeah of course it reminds what? you of that time what <laughs> it's just like the way you were talking about it it's like as if you had personal experience with the gold rush no. area it's like oh no, it reminds me of the, the simpler times when i was a youth in the right. gold rush <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um but i just like it a lot i don't know i'm i'm not good at um really explaining why i like certain beers a lot but i give this one a four out of five or 4.5 4.5 okay wow 4. nice wait what style what kind of beer is it what style you know it's a very unique style because it's not really um it's just based mm. on an old it's kind of san francisco recipe is my understanding it's uh it's um it's a it's called a common ale a like because that was that was like the beer of like like uh like you know like uh industrial revolution like turn of the century like hard hit lunch pail guys would drink uh like steam beer like beer that was served warm um which anchor steam used to be like you're talking about sarah and like it's uh that's so it's called a common ale that's 
it's like it's it's like a historical kind of relic, you yeah. know. It's very so cool. I think uh-huh. I think it's very cool. San Francisco is just such a cool town. <laughs> Way too expensive to live in. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't ever w- Aren't they all? Don't want to live there. Couldn't ever live there. <laughs> but love to visit. Um so love it. Yeah. 4.5. Sounds good. Nice. All right. Nice, uh, nice. Uh, Tim? All right. <clears throat> I have a beer of the week. <laughs> we all do. You're not special. <laughs> Hold on. But first, I want to uh, I want to take attendance. Uh, <laughs> ben? Uh-oh. It's from New Zealand. Okay. Prison. Sarah? Here. Not playing along. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Thinking a Flight of the Concords reference. This beer is obviously from New Zealand. <sighs> Murray, prison. See, even I do it. Dan? Uh, present. You have to say prison. Prison. I never saw Flight of the Concourse. I'm sorry. You should. Amazing <laughs> show. You're ruining my bit. Yep. I'm sorry. Tim, I appreciated uh, it, Tim. Tim, prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dan, you yeah. can't laugh. You don't even appreciate what he's doing. God damn it. Beer of the week. Prison. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> this is, uh, I appreciated it. it, it. Ray. Oh, Murray. Prison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is um, uh, Long Live Beer Works, uh, which is my most probably reviewed brewery on this show because it's my neighborhood brewery and I love them and they're excellent. Uh, West End of Providence. And uh, Providence. I was in Providence. And uh, it's um, uh, it's a it's an IPA and it has the reason why it's called prison is because it uses uh, all New Zealand hops, which is weird because this is a thing I've been talking about a lot lately. And in fact, uh, my buddy Julius, who is like the, uh, a guy who's got a lot of good beer wrecks, brought me over a New Zealand uh, English style pale ale with uh um five uh new zealand hops and it was really good and this one is really good um it has my favorite one one of my favorite hop varietals it has uh, nelson savan uh which is a new zealand hop and there's two i have to read the names of and i'm gonna butcher it because they're uh maori names but it's uh motueka uh motueka hops and rakao hops i think it sounds like like what is it maori 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 yeah, Maori. Okay. So they're like, like uh, um, they're very sweet, uh, sugary, like uh, grapey uh, kind of hops. Um, mm, they have grapey. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's got like that. It's uh, it's not like a like a dank um type tasting IPA. It's very bright <sighs> and it's got like a nice spicy finish to it, and it just kind of has a uh, um, a nice balance of like bitterness and like with a little bit of sweetness um because of that new zealand hop Hell yeah. and um i mean this, this brewery is just is just fucking on fire you know they're just in the zones i can't even like i'll probably i'll i have I, I can't even imagine giving this less than a 4.5 nice 4.5 yeah yeah, you never give a beer anything less than a four point five. But he spends his money on good beer. I mean, yeah. I mean, I certainly not from Long Live. I mean, they're just that good. Like, what am right. I gonna? I'm not gonna say four. Like, I did a four last week, but like, I'm not gonna say that for this beer. 
and I get disappointed a lot, but I just uh-huh. it just hasn't happened on the show recently. Well, that's just a human condition. But uh, anyway, uh, I am not going to be uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I'm not going to be in the same boat. But um, this is a, my my beer this week is uh, I'm taking a break from the series. I see I'm probably going to take a few breaks from any kind of series, even though. As I've told you all before, I have like 10 beers lined up for beers of the week because I keep finding these goddamn deals and I can't pass up a deal. You guys know this about me. I'm frugal. But anyway, it's uh, it's a beer I think we all have experienced before that we've all enjoyed. I have Daisy Cutter Pale Ale by Half Acre Beer Company. And and it's a a personal story here. This is the first uh, pale ale. I ever had that I can remember. And it was because uh, you, Dan and Sarah uh, gave it to me once at your place. It's 2040. And uh, it was like my introduction to pale ales. And it was like jumping off the fucking tallest diving board uh, into like a very shallow pool because it's like, it's very, it's very like Tim, you said it earlier. You stole my adjective. Um, yours isn't dank. This is dank. This is very oh, dank. Yeah. This so is dank as fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's so dank. It's almost it's just so like, dank. Can't you see? It's, it's very so, dank. It's so damn dank. <laughs> but it's uh, so it's um, it is a pale. And also, I I've been mistaken all along. I always thought it was an IPA. It's not. It's just a PA. It's a it's a Pennsylvania beer. Just kidding. It's a pale <laughs> ale. But it's <laughs> anyway. I kind of like that. <laughs> Thank you. It's a uh, 5.2% ABV, which I thought it would be more because of how dank it is. I never knew that, but it is 60 IBUs. And I also thought that would be more because it's very dank. It's danker than that to me. It's, um, but it's very good. It's, it's aromatic. It's, uh, stings the nostrils and it's, uh, it's a, it's a very good pale ale, but here's the thing, man. I like me an IPA. Call me. I, I guess a guy who likes IPAs. I've got nothing lined up for that. But it's a, uh, it's it, this is like now to me. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna give it a three point seven five. It's not wow. like yeah, it's not like I. It's not, not now that my like I've found my tastes. Uh, this isn't exactly it. I like a centennial hop. I like a citra hop. Um, and this is I don't even know. Tim, do you know what kind of hops these are? Not off the top um, of my head, no. It's uh, but it's good, but it is. I mean, this is a respectable score. It's a, on the level on the 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 scale of pale ales and IPAs and whatnot. Three point seven five is good, and it's a it's a very good beer. So, yeah, to to you the know, first I, pale ale I ever had, love it. It is good, I, but I just not, that always makes me think of some one of the goons. I can't remember who it was. They would hired always, goons. Goons. Who? Hired goons. Um. <laughs> Somebody would refer to Daisy Cutter as your fucking sunflower beer. In that they didn't it was want me. Any of it. I was that goon. Was it? Yeah. Hired goon. <laughs> it was me. I was that goon. That's hilarious. <laughs> that goon was me. Yeah. Present and accounted for. Yeah. I was as soon as I, because here's the thing. It's like up until that point, I was just drinking fucking like, I don't even think I like, I mean, you know, I was drinking like bullshit, like Coors and shit. And like, we're drinking a lot of Coors. I used to drink a lot of Coors back in the day. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I wasn't even like drinking old style all the time. Like I am want to do now because it's the beer of life, baby. But um, so when I had this, I was like, this tastes like a fucking like if you just sucked on the stem of a sunflower or a dandelion or something. 
and it tasted so floral to me like an actual fucking flower and my tastes have refined i've now you know uh, uh got more a more intelligent and experienced palate but um yeah when i first tried it it was like rancid to me and now i i get it you know? An acquired taste. It is absolutely it, an acquired to taste. Me it always tastes like grass, but in a good yes. way. Right. And I still can't, like, I still get it. Like, I still kind of, like, can feel that, sort of, but it's, um, now I just and enjoy that, it. You, you learn, just you learn to like towards, it. Uh, I think a sub-thesis of this podcast that the beer nerds and the pop nerds will eventually converge. Absolutely. Like, uh, hops and you know and uh, they're just so connected weed and beer they're like just so yeah, they're like absolutely. genetically connected they're very similar yeah, yeah they're like uh and for you know, related for species. posterity you brought up uh you mentioned julius earlier shout yeah. out to julius all yeah. right <laughs> you know i mean the the only guy who's given us some really good criticism that we're going to take to heart and uh form our entire podcast off of so <laughs> thank you julius Co-founder molding this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Commissioner, if you will. He's gonna shit his pants so, when he hears that. Uh, good. <laughs> I want him to. So, like I said, we're talking about video games this episode. A little bit of a change from the heavy duty shit of Catholicism. And I I just want to make a quick, Is it ever? I, I want to make a quick announcement before we start. Um you've converted I, to Catholicism one hundred percent. No, no, no. You've converted to video gameism, 100%. He's asexual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no, baby. You know that every time <laughs> I hear uh, asexual, I can't, you know how you just tie certain events to, like, anytime you hear a word, you'll always have that memory. I will, every time I hear asexual, I'm reminded of 1998's Matthew Broderick starring Godzilla movie. Where that <laughs> because it was the first time I was introduced to asexuality. Godzilla turned out to be asexual. Oh, but that was just a terrible plot device. It was no. horrible and, and a bad movie. No, that's not, <laughs> that's asexual. not what asexuality is. Oh, wait a minute. It's not. Oh, wait All a right. minute. I just want to say this after the thing I said at the end of the last episode, it has come to my attention that I cannot blame everything on the CIA. So I will do my best not to blame anything on the CIA throughout the course of this episode. I was wondering how you were going to blame the CIA for video games. And you know what? I mean, I, mean, I was going to I was going to jump on that boat with you, buddy. I mean, <laughs> this is what Dan does. He gets everybody lined up to accept that the CIA right. has infiltrated every realm of our life. And then he goes, wait, no, 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 no. And honestly, it's what a like good that. tactic for this episode to say like, you know what? I'm not going to do it this time. <laughs> now that we're all like presupposing that he will. So I was like already on board to hear about how the CIA is to blame for video games, which it might well, be. I, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I don't believe that. <laughs> You're just not going to talk about it. I'm just not, I'm trying to give the listeners a break <laughs> from me wearing my tinfoil hat and, uh, you know, keep it kind of light. Um, all right. So, but all right. So here's one thing that's kind of, uh, maybe you could pin it on the CIA, but I feel like video <laughs> games are reaching this point that, uh, that's like terminal nostalgia. All right. So like I have not played video games in a couple of months I usually play video games in the wintertime because it's fucking cold and I basically want to hibernate anyway. Makes sense. 
So that's a good enough. It's a good time to read and play video games. And like, cause like if I play video games when it's nice outside or when I have shit to do, I just feel like awful basically, but I'll get to that later. Um, but so like what I'm thinking about is like PlayStation five is coming out this fall or winter barring any COVID complications. And, um, that's rad because that means I'll finally be able to afford a PlayStation four, just like I did it with the last one. Um, Actually, Ben, you gave me the only PlayStation 3 I've ever had. You're welcome. Thank you. So I was thinking about nostalgia, and there's this hilarious, because we referenced Zizek in the last episode, there's this hilarious Zizek meme I've seen talking about the Tony Hawk um, games that are coming out because they're remaking the Tony Hawk games. Hell and yeah. Tony Hawk, I remember, I remember my old buddy Jim, Irish Jim, <laughs> playing video games in his bedroom down the block from my house and he had a one of those demo discs for playstation oh yeah and on the demo disc was the demo for tony hawk pro skater one and it was just the warehouse level just the first oh, one that's all you need we played the ever loving shit out of that demo disc oh yeah and so i'm very excited to play the tony hawk pro skater remakes for playstation 4 or whatever but there's this zizek meme that's going around literally just a picture of zizek and tony hawk and it says, we appreciate the Tony Hawk remakes because we are trapped in nostalgia and lack the ability to articulate our own unfreedom. Like, I can't believe Let's not have a misunderstanding here. But I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You nailed me, you, you fucking communist raccoon. You, you nailed me right to the head. And that's why I want to get PlayStation 4 when PlayStation 5 comes out so I can play Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remake. Oh, yeah. Resident Evil. And the Tony Hawk remake, which basically means I'm playing shit from over 20, 20 years, years ago. ago from yeah. like, over 20 years ago, from like the mid-90s, like 96 to nine to 2000. Yeah. That's what I want, though, out of my video games. So in the winter, when I hibernate, that's my plan. I'm going to go deep in the nostalgia hole and... Uh, lack the ability to articulate my own unfreedom having played both those remakes uh of resident evil uh, obviously tony hawk's not out yet but i do plan to get it it's uh you're it's not gonna it's gonna be short-lived man you will burn right through that but you're also like 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 those crazy like hardcore gamers that will like i don't know like beat the whole game with a knife the the only video game that i've ever beaten repeatedly again and again and again and still get enjoyment out of is literally the PlayStation Resident Evil 2 version of Resident Evil 2. Damn right. I still have my original copy and a PlayStation 1 memory card and the original original Prima strategy guide. Oh, I had that too. I totally had that too. Both scenarios beaten like all the Resident Evil shit. I never was good enough to get hunk or any of that weird shit that, that Tofu. Yeah, tofu or any of that, but that's my one video game. Killer Tofu! So that's my one video game. That's that's the only thing that I have to really like claim as far as like my video game prowess goes. My ass has beaten Resident Evil multiple times. Over and over. I literally plugged an old PlayStation 2 in like about four or five years ago just to beat Resident Evil 2 over again for the enjoyment of it. So, yeah such a good game honestly pro- like definitely one of the top five like in my top five uh real quick on the tip of memory cards 
the first time I got a PlayStation one, because here's the thing is like, you know, and we'll get to, I think we'll, 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 we'll backtrack a little bit. But uh, when I got a PlayStation one, I didn't know about memory cards. And so the first game I got was Mega Man Legends because I'm a huge Mega Man fan of the originals. And uh, I'm playing the game, playing the game for hours. And I'm just like mesmerized by it. And I'm like, all right, time to save, you know, and you could always, you know, on an SNES, uh, not always, you know, I mean, not in any on NES, but like on SNES. Um, and well, I guess it was just SNES. Yeah, was the only that, one actually, come to think of it. Now, I don't know why I thought I would be able to just save because I didn't even have an SNES. I was a Sega guy before that. But at any rate, I went to save and I'm like, how the fuck do I save? And it's like no memory card inserted. I'm like, what the fuck's a memory card? And I did. So all of my playing that day for hours on end was for naught. <laughs> and uh, the next day I had to go to electronics boutique and buy a memory card and uh, then do the whole thing fucking over the next day so that I could save my shit. But uh, you know what we should do, I think, is is go back. What was everybody's first video game? First video game or first video game system? Both. We should also go through our systems, I yeah, think. Yeah, we can go through the systems. I think my first, like, I don't know, it's hard to place your first video game. But the first video game that I really remember playing and, like, like I have memories of Mario Brothers on the original Nintendo from mm-hmm. like older people being around. And I have memories of Atari even because my parents right. had an old Atari 2600 kicking around. But the first video nice. game that I ever remember like playing that I played was Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, that's late. No, it's like, well, it's wait, but so you had an NES though. Oh, so your I first game is. I never had an NES. Oh. Well, you said you remember Mario. That's weird. Well, mine was mine was an NES. And uh and my first game was uh it came with later on, I think I I I learned I learned later, uh it, it would be packaged with that awesome cartridge that had both Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt on it. And it came with the the light gun, the the fucking the gun or whatever. And I everybody tried to shoot that fucking dog. I mean, I think everybody did because it would always cackle at you and you're like, fuck you, you fucking dog. That was like the thing you did, man. After you couldn't get the ducks, eventually you'd be like, just well, I can't I shoot the fucking dog. You know? But uh but yeah man, I mean Mario Brothers is the shit. It's still the shit. I still go back and play Mario Brothers. Um it's just such a fucking good platformer. The physics in that game, like when you play shitty NES games you appreciate Mario Brothers so much more because the like physics of that game are spot on, you know, like uh, the way like when you're running and you kind of slide a little bit. I'm telling you, this episode is going to be what this is. This episode is to Ben what the sports episode was to Tim. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God. I was on the edge of my seat so many times, like as if Jordan was about to make that final field goal. that, That makes total sense. But uh, so my first system was NES as well. And nice. actually my NES, so I I was little, I came out, I was like three I was say, years old. You're a bit younger. I was like so, three years old right. and my dad thought it was so cool. So he bought an NES and everyone was like, what is this three-year-old going to do with this loony machine? They had no clue what it was. He's like, no, no, she'll, she'll get it. She'll get it. And uh, and I loved it. Oh, and my, and my, I almost spit my beer out at Looney Machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Looney Machine. I can't. I'm trying to. Like, I'm trying to. 1990. 
1991, if I was You're three. buying something from Nintendo? Yeah, exactly. And I'm just trying to think of, like, what they all would have thought of it, right? I mean, at most, they all played Atari. So my dad buys this thing. And actually, you talk about Duck Hunt. Mine actually had three games. It had Mario, Duck Hunt, and, and mine came with a fucking mat where you could play track and field. Oh, and you could field. run on that yeah. shit and do hurdles and stuff. It was crazy. That was ahead of its fucking time. Dude. Nintendo was already like, man, in 20 years, we're going to have fucking motion controllers and shit. And like people need to be interactive. I love Nintendo. And we never had anything else. So we yeah. never had PlayStation. I don't, I guess those were the only two. Did you have 64? Oh, yeah. Eventually. The, that's that's eventually. the next generation. Tim, did you have that? So you didn't have an you didn't have an SNES ever? No. Like you didn't so you jumped right from Nintendo to N sixty four. Crazy. Yeah. First console Crazy. I ever had was a Sega. First first video game system I got was a Game Boy, but first console I ever got. Whoa. Sorry. First yeah. console I ever got was a Sega Genesis. Tim, did you have any of the Tim? early early systems? Yeah. So like except except for maybe Sarah, I'm like the least video game like uh, playing person on the podcast which but like is weird because i was the first kid on my block to get an nes uh i don't even i was fucking a little ass kid when did that come out well it came out 85 no 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 yeah yeah i was gonna say like i think it was 85 and i must have gotten it like because that's what i'm saying like when it first came out i don't think it it, it didn't first like it didn't come with games the way that we're like remembering it like it when we like nintendo sold like fucking hotcakes and so and it kept doing so for years because it was unchallenged and so like they kept repackaging it with like more and more shit and that's why when i got it it came with the light gun and it came with duck hunt and mario brothers on the same cartridge and then sarah you got the later version with my friend had that also came with track and field so you know? that's and like sarah, i had the same thing sarah had i had no mario, shit yeah i had mario uh duck hunt and uh the track and field game which we never played because the mat didn't really work that well <laughs> Um, but I was like, I guess so. I couldn't have been the first kid on my block to have it. I thought it came out later than that, but I certainly was the only kid on my block who had that, it. that model or that version might have come out later. So, yeah. Um, cause I don't know. So it would have been like, I, like I said, cause I was seven when we moved out of Oak Lawn. So I was young, but I remember just having like five, six, seven kids in my room, <laughs> like from age, like five to like 14 all waiting their turn for like Mario because it was single player, yeah. right? The first Mario. Yeah. So like, yeah. You could, well, like, no, you could, no, it was two player technically, but you took it like somebody could play as like, yeah, as Luigi. And, right. and it was just, uh, so when you died as Mario, a second person could be Luigi afterwards. Yeah. But, but, it's, it's, so, but no, like, so two people weren't playing at the same time no. is my point. So it right. was just like, right. it was like, uh, we're gang banging Mario. <laughs> like we're all just standing there like, <laughs> Waiting our turn. Semi hard. <laughs> oh I always just like I always any good gang go, bang. I always got to go first because it was my house. But uh, <laughs> also the rule in gang bangs. Keep in it. Keep in it. Anyway, but I had that. I had that. And uh, I, had, I had that. I had, and then I had uh, SNES, and then I had uh, Genesis. And then I had 
Dreamcast, Ooh, and that was Mister. Uh, damn. So you're Jesus Christ, because that's it. Because as far as uh, generations go, like that's a you know, it was NES, which had nothing to really. <laughs> oh, and I had a with it before, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it had nothing, like I said earlier, it had nothing to challenge it. But then when uh, I don't remember what came first, SNES or Sega, but they were the next generation. They like finally, uh, you know, Sega came along and well, there was there was put, a Sega you know, system before Genesis, the, the Master, Master system. system. But I right. never saw one uh, in the wild. Um, it's interesting that Tim, you had a Dreamcast. I did. That was the last video game system i had i never had another one after that that, that was something Jesus. i was thinking about when we were talking about this episode was like the lost systems the systems that i forgot to right. play i remember <laughs> i uh, when i was trying to quit twitter during quarantine after bernie had dropped out i was like i need to get the fuck off because people are just gonna be losing their minds for the next like two to three months at the very least so i started going down wikipedia rabbit holes and one of the wikipedia rabbit holes i went down was Gex for 3DO. Oh, yeah. Which was a system I always heard about because I used to subscribe to Game Informer when I was a little kid and they had this whole like Same. long thing about Gex and all the shit on the 3DO. But what I really wanted, the console that I really, really wanted, and this all started actually, the reason I bring up Dreamcast is because I found a copy of Jet Grind Radio for Sega Dreamcast in this box of like my shit that my mom gave me the last time I was over at their house. And uh, like, so Dreamcast was a great system. It was before, I think, the PlayStation 2, if I remember correctly. Couldn't play DVDs, yeah. but it was... that was It was a latecomer, though, and that, I think, was, had a lot to do with the fact that... It was like between generations, it, but... That, it was like niche, a niche gaming that system. Only, that made me think about um, how, like, there was also the Sega Saturn which was their challenge to PlayStation, which just didn't take off at all. But And I think before PlayStation, though, they had Sega CD. Yeah, they had Sega CD and some other kind of thing that you stuck a thing on top of your... They tried to keep that Sega Genesis running. It was like yeah. people putting duct tape on it and shit. But the, right. the one that I really wanted, the crown jewel that I would love to play to this day, I should try and figure out how to get an emulator for it. The Atari Jaguar. Do you guys remember that? No. Why would you want that? <laughs> so the Atari Jaguar was like Atari's only like, like it, it, they jumped, they had the 2600, which had like Pong and Pitfall. And like my mom and dad literally, literally played in the eighties, early eighties while they were dating. Right. And then there was like some updated version of it. But then I don't think Atari made another one for a little while and then they had this thing that they claimed was the first 64-bit console called the Atari Jaguar. And oh, I didn't know it was that late. It was, but it was around the same time as like the Genesis and the 3DO, and it was a little bit before the PlayStation, but around the same time. But everyone right. says mostly the game sucked and the system was kind of garbage. But the best game, everyone always agrees, the best game for the Atari Jaguar was Alien versus Predator. Which is like, that's oh. like, Aliens is my favorite fa franchise of all time. Maybe next to Jurassic Park. Right. Predator is also obviously up there. And so like I, as a little kid who was into Aliens versus Predator, but my parents weren't too cool with me seeing the movies. So I had to sneak them at my right. uncle Art's house. <laughs> but uh, that's the game I wanted to play most of all. And I had this, you guys always have that friend when you're a little kid who's kind of like full of shit. Like, 
yeah. this dude would always tell me that he is an Atari Jaguar, right? <laughs> he always he says he has. Right. A, I'm already and laughing. I, I swear to God, I was at this kid's house exactly once. This dude eventually, like, I, I saw him once after we had turned 16, and his dad bought him like one of those shitty 90s Mustangs. You know the Mustangs that look like shit that don't look like Mustangs yeah. at all. That look like a shitty right. like fucking coupe or something like that. He had one of those Mustangs. Mm. Um, but so like I was over at his house exactly one time as a little kid, and I swear to God, I saw the box for the Atari Jaguar. He like opened a big closet full of shit, and I like looked in there and I saw the fucking it was very specific like red scratchy font, and I was like, oh shit. And he's like, no, we can't play it. I'm like, what the fuck? So that's the I've ever gotten to play one of my lost systems. Um, I thought you said this kid was full of shit. I thought you were going to tell us that, like, you know, he just got the box from a garbage can. and drove like, a 90s Mustang. He was full of shit in that way. Right. But, uh, oh, okay. He turned out I thought he lied all the time. This, this, this time. Yeah. And he right. at least had the box for an Atari Jaguar. And this was back before eBay, so you couldn't just buy a box to stunt. Uh, right, but uh, no shit. Yeah, man. Well, back to what you said. Well, first of all, Alien vs. Predator, I think, was a PC game. I think they it came out on PC. Same game. It's not the same game. And Gex was on PlayStation One. It was like one of the premier games on PlayStation One. So you also could have played that. Yeah, you fool. I had Gex. I'm pretty sure. Here's the here's the transition. Tim, what games did you have for Dreamcast? Because I remember that Sonic game. The Sonic the Hedgehog game for Dreamcast. Tell me you had C Man. Being as like relevatory as Nintendo 64 playing Mario 64 for the first time and seeing 3D graphics. Uh, I'm gonna just let you guys down because I just played sports games. <laughs> I just played uh, whatever their whatever their NFL licensed product was. Hello and welcome to the inaugural year of the NFL on the Sega Sports Network. The thing that they bragged about, uh, so you guys are not sports video game players, but like for the first, like for a long time in sports video games, uh, especially football video games, there would be one play that you could choose to run in every football video game that would just result in a touchdown every time just because it was the game just didn't have like good computing power. And it just like the CPU team just couldn't figure out how to stop that play. So it was, so you would figure that out and then it would always get boring. Uh, So like the big uh, pitch for that, I remember for Dreamcast was actually like a Dreamcastified, uh, you know, like computer, like uh, Jim McMahon saying like, you know that the you can't just uh use the same play over and over again in this game anymore because it'll figure it out and that was the selling point and that's why i wanted it and then uh me and uh moon octopus would play that football game together like all the time and it was a pretty good football game i enjoyed it a lot but uh yeah that's my i don't know like my video game experiences are very like they're pretty much just sports games And uh, like you know, putting myself on the on the Bears or the Bulls or the White Sox, <laughs> or, you know, because you could do like a create a player, and then I would have score like eighty points a game. It's usually basketball. I don't know, but it was we had like a there was like in like my little jock culture that I was forced to grow up in, despite being a, a soft nerd boy at heart. 
um it was like very uh like everybody had video games but it was very like uh like you could you were only allowed to play it like a little bit right or else because like because like everybody's jock dad and like the coaches would be like they don't give scholarships for playstation or whatever you know what i mean little did they know about professional yeah. gaming so if you uh if you like uh played too much video games then you were like uh i don't know like a like a slacker or something i don't know it was it's it was a stupid culture so so tim you listed all your systems which is what ben was talking about earlier um having all of us list the systems that the consoles that we had yeah thank you tim so by the way i owe tim a wedding present i forgot about that so i will be sending tim five dollars <laughs> via venmo oh man all right so ben what what were your systems then if you want to make thank you ben i appreciate that no problem um my so my so i started with a nintendo and uh and i specifically i remember it was weird because like my dad not that i'm aware of anyway like had had anything before like your parents did dan uh he just thought it would be a cool thing for my sister and i uh, to have my sister's uh, seven years older than me. And um, but uh, so he got us a Nintendo and I remember we like rented Pac-Man for it. And that was like technically my first video game. Probably. Well, no, because it did come with Mario and stuff. But um, so I had Nintendo and then uh, the next jump to make it's so weird, man, because like I, I'm not going to lie. I was looking at these lists of consoles that were released. There were so many fucking systems. Yeah. Atari came out with like six more. Oh, really? They just kept making numbers. Yeah, they like there was the 2600 was a big one. Then they did like 5400 and 6200 and like and all these and then all these other ones I can't even I've never even heard of before in my life. But at any rate, the big one, I think the next big jump from Nintendo for a lot of people was uh, you either got a Sega or an SNES or you were a fucking fancy pants like Tim and you got them both. But I went for Sega because Sega just seemed edgy. It just seemed edgier. I was like, yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, what? Yes. Uh, it, it embraced, exactly. It embraced, it embraced the fucking 90s. Like it was just extreme. You know, it's like edgy. It, it literally had fucking, screamed uh, the brand name yeah. at you at the yeah. end of the commercial. Every time you turned on a game. Yeah. Also, every time you turned on a game. It was like, dang us. Like, just in case. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. No, wait, we're misremembering this. We're not. It did not. It was. I think, but there, I think the commercials had like a Sega or something like that. But yeah, so I went Sega instead of SNES because I was starting to wear big boy pants. I wasn't. I was still in tidy whities. But uh, Sega just had like, it had Mortal Kombat for one. And I don't even think I, I don't know if I knew that or anything like that. It had Sonic. Let's face it. That's why I got it. That's why I wanted it because Sonic was cool and it was fast. My neighbor, by the way, is, you all know who my neighbor was growing up. Um, you know, he was a, you know, I mean, let's face it. I, I'm an, I, I'm a nerd and, and I was a, a dorky kid or whatever, but he was like, if I was a dork, he was fucking like Poindexter, like mega dork and his parents fucking millhouse but my mom says i'm cool yeah he would come home from uh from playing sega at my house 
so hyped up and hyper that his parents refused to get him a Sega because they said it made him too hyper. And so like he because he'd come home all like, yeah, Sega, 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 Sonic, he goes fast. He gets all these rings, blah, 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 you know, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. And so uh, but I, I, I loved the fact that I had a fucking Sega because it had the way better Jurassic Park game. The Jurassic Park was fucking awesome. You could play as a Raptor or Alan Grant and um, and then Mortal Kombat. And I know in Mortal Kombat was on SNES. Uh, I know that, but they took the blood That's out. Right. They turned it into, they colored the blood blue so that it, they could say it was sweat. Yes. And it was, uh. yeah, And but it was blood and there was fatalities and it was fucking awesome. And I had, I didn't even have the first Mortal Kombat. I got Mortal Kombat 2, which I think was like the first game that Joe Lieberman like started at, at like his whole tirade against video games on, you know, and the first game that started. Do you remember we had a song about that, Ben? Yes, we did. That's right. We never Joe Lieberman Gentiles, Ben and Tim's band. You guys wrote a song yeah. about Joe Lieberman hating video games. It was called Joe Lieberman sucks at Mario or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, and it was just a, and I can't remember the lyrics at all. It of was course. a total. It was like a naked Reagan type thing where we played like kind of like a jam while Ben was just like talk, saying like, "Watch out, Joe! Here comes another yeah. Koopa Troopa." Yeah. Like, you know, doing like all sorts of weird uh, shit with his voice. Like, and yeah. there was some whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't think we ever performed it live, but yeah, I don't know. It was just for practices. Bad jazz yeah. performed by punks who had never heard actual jazz, but just listened to punks who had listened to jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think this is all about? You think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, so uh, I so I went to Sega and Sega was badass. And uh, Toy Story was a big video game. I remember that everyone got for Christmas because it like the graphics were like just beginning to get like 3D ish. Yeah, like it wasn't it was still a 2D like platformer, but the the the, the characters and the environment like had a, a like a 3D ish. It was just more fully formed. Um, but then I, I made the jump to PlayStation one. Then uh, I was not an N64 guy at all. I don't know. Like I like, yeah, man, I just like I turned my back on Nintendo for so long. And now I embrace it, even though I haven't had another Nintendo and system. Mario I did Kart 64 is my favorite Mario Kart. To Mario Kart. That, and, it, and with good reason, it's a good it's a good fucking game. Now I appreciate Nintendo a lot more for what it was trying to do. But I was just too cool for school back in the day. And so I got a PlayStation 1, got a PlayStation 2, got a PlayStation 3. Then I jumped to Xbox 360. We though. We sold it for drugs. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I remember that. And we, we, we did. We did. <laughs> no, we got a whole eighth, I think. I'm pretty sure we did. But and and like and we was fun for its time. I also did get a GameCube. I'm almost positive. Did I fucking get a game? Yes, I had to. Resident Evil 4. I got it for Resident Evil. No, well, not. No, no, no. For Resident Evil 1, the remake. Oh, right, right, right. That was the first Resident Evil remake was on GameCube. And I just had to fucking have it. Um, but I got it like very late, like after it had been out for years. And I got it from GameStop That's very cheap. And I'm drugs. like, I can't remember. I think, it, yes, it was the game. Yes, it was the GameCube. It wasn't the Wii. It was the GameCube because I basically just got it for that. But then I did get a Wii because we were living in an apartment at the time on Western or near Western. And uh, it was just a good like uh, game system to have for like um, just having yuckety yucks and, and fun times because you would have fun fucking 
moving the nunchuck around and in the motion controller and shit and the zelda game was really fucking tight on that but uh but, but then yeah but then xbox 360 was when i did jump to xbox and i loved it i only played x i had an xbox 360 for years and solely played that for a shit ton of time until finally like ps4 was my next system but again like i waited I, I didn't even get it i actually the one good thing the shitty job i have now did for me was uh i i'd won it at a uh a, a company event oh, nice. and uh and that's the only reason i have a ps4 and i got it like because i never would have spent money on it it was too much money at the time and i already had things going on in my life that i'd rather buy weed for and shit so uh i got uh, yeah, yeah so my 360 kids, was the shit kids Oh yeah, there was that. Um, but the drugs and uh, the 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 360. It was an awesome game because that was the first system or game awesome system because like that was the first one that a lot of fucking people had and multiplayer was at its like height of popularity. So like Call of Duties and um, it was like the first you know other Wi-Fi shit. or you could get a Wi-Fi adapter. It really was like the multiplayer dawn. Um, I'm gonna do my list real quick and then I'm gonna throw it. To- Go for she it. actually just got a new yep. console to add to her right. list. Um, and we'll talk about so it. So the first console I ever got was a Game Boy. And there's some hilarious family video of me screeching at like six years old. I got a Game Boy! Hilarious. Rubbing your nipples. Yeah. <laughs> just like seven-year-olds are wont to do. Uh, All the time. Uh, so Game Boy, Sega Genesis, PlayStation 1. Uh, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 2, and then I didn't have one for a long time. I did drugs and was in a rock and roll band. And then I moved in here and... It wasn't a rock and roll band. Yeah, well, it was... Rock. It was a punk rock yes. band and hardcore punk rock yes, bands. It uh, it's not like we were playing I'm Led just, Zeppelin songs or anything like that. timeless, Ben. I'm making it right. timeless. All right, go for, for it. For every generation of American men that got distracted by playing rock and roll for a while. But... uh Mm-hmm. So then I finally bought like a uh, Xbox 360 when I had some student loan money and it was the winter time, as I mentioned before, where I had right. play video games. And that was the first console I got in a long, long time. And it was very fucking fancy. And it was the first, like I said, generation multiplayer. So that was very cool. And then I didn't get another one for a long ass time until Ben gave me his old PlayStation three. And that was the last video game console that was in this house, the newest generation until So we, growing up, we were a full Nintendo household, never had anything else. And actually I was thinking about it, the only ones that we had growing up were NES, like I said, and then N64. And then when I, I was out, out of the house already, I bought myself a Wii. And then now I have a Nintendo Switch that my amazing sister bought for me because she's a lawyer now. And he just dropped the money she wanted to play Animal Crossing with me. So she bought me a Nintendo Switch and <laughs> mailed it to me. So life is good. But um, I'll, I mean, we'll get to Animal Crossing in a minute. But uh, I love Nintendo. And honestly, the best gift, Christmas or otherwise, that I've ever gotten in my life was the N64 christmas when i was like probably what 11 or something 
best gift tracks. ever and i don't know if i if i if i shrieked about it <laughs> but me and my sister both were like over the moon and that just that 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 was the that was the gaming system for years and years and years and i the story i have about it is uh i remember it was christmas eve on that christmas that we got it i mean this was like a huge deal like I can't remember any other gift I've ever gotten. All I remember is the N64. And I remember on Christmas Eve, my dad was like nowhere to be found. And we're like, where the fuck is dad? Like, and why won't he hang out with us? It's Christmas. <laughs> we just kept hearing. Bang, Getting drunk at the Cheesecake bang, Factory bang, again. Bang, 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 bang. Like upstairs. And we're like, what's he doing? Why won't why won't he hang out? Like what the fuck? Why, and my mom's like, well, I, I don't know. He's just fixing something or something. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? We like didn't. He was nowhere to be That's found. A very good cover. He's just fixing something <laughs> or something. And of course, we're like little idiots. Like clearly something's up about Christmas tomorrow, right? But he was building the little TV stand because he bought us a TV that we could play. That like it wasn't hooked up to cable or any or like actual watching tv it was just a tv for the n64 so we just got, like so then when we got it in the morning we were like that's why you didn't hang out with us last night. <laughs> that's why you neglected us on this family occasion <laughs> and i think it was a gift that like they even um like we went through all of our Christmas presents. Like that's it. It's been a wonderful Christmas. Hooray! And then and then my dad was like, "Come here, come here for a second. And then I think he also did something where like the TV and the N sixty four were set up, but then he had like a bunch of different random shit under like blankets and like stools to make it look like what the what fucking crazy thing is underneath like these big blankets and stuff. Like he made it so amazing. And that that uh, that system was dope, man. Was. I mean, and when you're talking about Mario Kart. I got so good at that shit. And I think now still, if, if I played on like one of those old controllers, I think I could wipe the floor with all of you. Probably. And I was always Peach. Always will be Peach. Will never be anything else. She had the best like size ratio, speed size ratio of all the other characters. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. I remember, and I remember, pl I never had a GameCube, but I remember playing on like somebody else's GameCube trying to play Mario Kart in that one. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I hate it. Oh, the the it Mario sucks. Kart for GameCube had some kind of stupid like switching. Yeah. You had some character I, I hated behind it. you or some dumb shit like that. I hated it. Oh my God, I've been raising my hand for far too long. N64, I have to say a couple things about it because, like, I only experienced it secondhand, but it had a, like, first of all, the controller. Um, and mainly because of, let's not forget, Mario Party was also oh, a big yeah. fucking deal at the time. <laughs> all right. My, so my, one of my best friends at the time, he had an N64. And, uh, first of all, N64, I believe the first console to introduce vibration. It, but you had to buy a rumble pack. Mm -hmm. That yeah. separately that you inserted into the controller to make it vibrate, which PlayStation would later integrate right into the controller. But I did so cool. have all these really because you could get different color controllers. I had like, oh, right. I had like blue right. and like oh, that was a good one, the see through one. And yeah, yeah, man, that shit was dope. And I never had Golden Eye, but Golden Eye oh, was like. God. Huge. 
revolutionary. My neighbors had gold. They were all all the boy, all the kids in my block were boys. So they all had gold. Irish Jim. I played a yeah. lot of Goldeneye. So Irish I played Jim. it. Right. I played it and everything. And um, I can't remember. I honestly can't really remember a lot of the games on it besides the Mario games that I played. That's probably just what I played. But. So let me tell you something else about that controller real quick. So because of Mario Party, and we experienced this a lot, like when I was playing N64 and Mario Party, there was a lot of mini games where like you had to yeah. rotate the, that you middle get stick. A blister on your we, hand. Yes, we started developing blisters yeah. in the middle of our hand, to which Nintendo legally had to respond to. They had to issue you got that you could now you could mail in order for free Nintendo brand gloves that uh <laughs> you would wear so oh, that you wouldn't man. get these blisters Nerd. i'm not even kidding Nerd. and then on the tip i have to mention this about golden eye as well i'm almost positive i could be wrong that you could not move you could not look up or down it was literally left right so think about that think about these days a fucking first person shooter where you can only move horizontally and you can't look up to shoot a fucking guy wait you can look up and down now <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tim. Get out of this episode. Why did we allow this motherfucker into this episode? This, I allowed you yeah. the fourth episode, you dickhead. <laughs> You're right. I had no business being there. There's also one thing that we haven't really mentioned. I mentioned at the beginning, and I think this is Sarah's other the game that I know Sarah has always played is computer gaming. Like literally on your computer. That was Wolfenstein and Doom. Oh, the first two games I that I ever played the shit out of and like Tomb Raider and things like that. I I'll tell you what mine PC. was. Um, Duke Nukem 3D, oh, baby. Yeah, Duke Nukem 3D. Come get some. It's hilarious how like culture in the 90s just referenced culture from the 80s, but we just didn't have like YouTube yet. So like right. <laughs> they could get away. Nobody had seen They Live yet or uh, The Evil Dead, so we didn't know he was ripping those lines directly from those movies. Right. Groovy. But everybody knows, every 13-year-old who had Duke Nukem 3D, there would be, oh my god, that game is so fucking cancelled. You would, you're basically going around saving strippers <laughs> from these aliens, and you would go up to these strippers in the strip club, and you could hit the space bar, and they would lift their tops. They had booby tassels, so you couldn't see their nipples. But they'd lift their tops, and you could see really badly pixelated boobies, yeah. and it was great. Oh man, oh, was that like a thing for a while. Wasn't when, like didn't they try to make like erotic video games happen? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, Leisure Suit Larry, baby. Yeah, I never played those, but there was that. Well, it was the same as NC Seventeen movies. They couldn't really get it onto the consoles, which is where the majority of people played. So it just really didn't work. Uh, What's right. the one where the cowboy fucks the... Oh, that's that's uh, an ancient Atari game that is... You're that, talking about... Uh, also, wait, no, it might not even be an Atari game. It's Custer's Custer, Revenge. Custer, yeah, Custer's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, that's very problematic. The, the problem with PC gaming, though, was that it's so, like, uh, contingent on your hardware, and everyone's computer is fucking different. So it depended on how good a sound card you had would depend on how good the audio quality was and like how the game ran depended on how good your RAM was. Yes. And like, that's why I could never get behind PC that's gaming. Thing, it was at like, a certain point, the consoles that these companies, these it's like at a certain point, it was Sega and Nintendo and Atari. And now right. it's Microsoft and Sony that are releasing 
Yeah. And Nintendo. And Nintendo. But they're but Nintendo has not like that's what's you know, that's what's beautiful about Nintendo is they don't like they will never embrace like Sarah, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been so silent. I'm so sorry. Ben's really on a tear tonight. <laughs> I know this is my my mine and Dan's episode. You have he to seems, forgive us. He seems calm though. It's it's different than how he because usually is. This is my serenity, baby. This is it. Like this is like my good place. This is where like I find my like my 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 calm. And it's like Yeah, basically. Serenity now. Well, that's a great transition into who I am. <laughs> yeah, go games. for it. More than anything else, I'm a simmer. She's, she's I've played a The Sims. And I'll still play every once in a while. It's just one of those games where it's like you end up totally wasting hours of your life if you get into it. So when I was laid up for my uh, my wisdom teeth, I played like an ungodly amount of Sims. But Which Sims? So I play Sims 3. There's Sims 4 now, but I actually yep. don't play yep. Sims 4 fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. It was for free on PlayStation Plus. Wow. And Mikkel was all like excited because she was a yeah. Sim person. And we played it and it was totally different. Yes. They just like they made dumb changes. I'll explain what what you're talking about, how the PC games is you and you don't have like the time or let's be honest, the money to pimp out your computer to be able to handle a game like that. So right. with The Sims, is like, it's such a huge game. And then the thing about Sims 3, which was awesome as a game, um, but in terms of being able to like afford it and actually have it work on your computer is another thing. It create like, so there's Sims 1 and like, you everybody knows that one, right? You build your house and you have your job and you blah, 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 blah. And there was a code where you could make your Sims naked. And there's lots of mods. Lot the that's like that's like uh like oh, the PG thirteen version. There's mods that do crazy shit. The Sim Sims players are like the biggest perverts in the world. Just so y'all know. <laughs> well, yeah, you're a fucking like you're basically a sociopath. You're just like controlling. <laughs> fucking people and you're like you do what i want this is how your life would be if i had control of it so then sims 2 happened and then it was like mostly like the first one but it was like expanded you could do more things and you could have like kids in game and different things it was cool and then sims 3 made an open world so the world kept like in all the in the one and two Every house was like a separate game file and you had to like keep playing if you wanted to, you have to keep playing them separately and they would stay it put. Right. But in Sims three, all the other people in your little neighborhood would keep like developing their lives, keep growing, aging, dying, having kids. Wait, what would happen if lives. like you didn't play for a long time? Well, would no, you come back and they're no, all no, just no. dead? No, the game is off. It doesn't do anything. It's when it's oh, playing. Okay. So like right. they keep developing and blah, blah, blah. Then with Sims 4, but the problem is that that takes up so much space and you need so much, right. I don't know, all the technology of like graphic cards and blah, blah, blah to make that work really well. So I remember when I first got Sims 3, my computer couldn't handle it. So it, it like installed, but then like the world wasn't populated because my computer sucks so bad. So it's like, oh, this this sucks, you know? And like, and then they tried to make it a little bit better, whatever. Honestly, it's a great game. It just is like hard on your computer. 
So with The Sims 4, they went backwards in time and they made it to where now the world isn't open. They don't keep like growing and 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 changing and evolving and everything and they made it heavily on like focused on the sims are really really advanced themselves so they're very like um what's the word um like Uh, it's very detailed like their 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 personalities and how they look and you can make them really really amazing and unique and stuff and then you can uh, like the building of the houses and the buildings and stuff is really, really advanced. But then every like there's now there's back to loading screens and like the Oof. world doesn't move uh, with you. So like, screens. yeah, so I feel like they're done. I feel like it's the end of because I'm like, I'm not even going to bother with it. I think I, I tried Sims 4 when it was like on sale and I was like, this sucks. God, man, like, that, like you just unlock so many memories when it comes to loading screens, because like in the in the generation of PlayStation uh, N64 didn't have this to their credit, but place all the PlayStations had this like there were load like it, it was so much hardware that even the fucking supercomputers that these consoles were couldn't handle it. And so there would be loading screens and going back to mine and Dan's favorite video game franchise, Resident Evil, the whole reason that every time you opened a door they would cut to a scene of a door opening was because that was te- that was secretly the game loading. I mean, yeah. it's the limit of CD-ROM technology, right. you know. You know what's funny? My little brother, actually, who grew up watching me play, he's a little too young. He was born in 93, so he was five when the first Resident Evil 2 came out, but he remembers me oh playing Oh, my God. And uh, he's <laughs> like, I just missed the loading screens. Like, And he didn't say loading screens. He's like, I missed the creepy doors opening and i right. was like dude because he didn't the, know they were loading screens that was just there to he's like i know i know but it was just part of the aesthetic which is funny. and it, it, it did kind of make it a little ominous one thing i want to do here so that tim can have two minutes of airtime on this fucking podcast <laughs> is when i when tim and i started the vgs one thing uh about last play two player yes i am oh my god what was that even on? was that on dreamcast yes so tim tell us about this loony ass fucking game oh boy uh so i think we've talked about uh, the moon octopus on here before um but moon octopus had a uh dreamcast also and then his youngest brother who is even wackier then this uh brought home a um uh i mean every game video game is japanese right but like a japanese fight like what do you call the the fighting games like mortal kombat game yeah fighting games all right and it was called the last blade 2 and uh i had never heard of last blade 1 or any of that and it was just this (laughs) game i don't think i honestly don't know if it exists (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, like all those games, it's like not as violent as Mortal Kombat, like not as like gross. What what are the other like, like, well, literally like the first Street Fighter, Street Fighter Fighter game I played was Street Fighter 2, right? First Tekken game I played was Tekken 2. The first Mortal Kombat game I played was Mortal Kombat 2. Did one ever, nobody played the first ones. I remember (laughs) with these games. I played it at Irish Jim's house. All right. I played uh, it. I played Mortal Kombat 1 on Sega Genesis at Irish Jim's. And I'll tell you this one of the best fighting games ever is Marvel versus Capcom 2. Like, and the first one I finally found, and it's forgettable. But anyway, Last Blade 2. 
Last Blade 2. I want to know about this because I never played Last Blade 2. I've never heard of Last Blade 2. The only thing I know is that Tim played Last Blade 2. Right. Uh, It it became an obsession uh, with uh, with with Moon Octopus. He was like my like my best friend, really, for a while. Right. And like we were so much uh, so that you made your AIM name Last Blade Two player for the longest time. Like I yeah. remember talking to you on AIM all the time, and <laughs> your Last Blade yeah. Two player was your name. But it was such a bizarre game. I mean, it was like weird. It was really weird. Like it was like a few degrees off center. Like the players, like when they like like the characters when they would like hit each other or get hit they would make really weird noises like and then like, <laughs> there was one uh there was, was that one, like drunken old man character yeah 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 <laughs> and there was like a there was like a small delicate girl who like uh had like it, we call her mop head because her like her hair looked like a pink mop and then, like the whole time, if you were had to fight her or you were fighting as her, she would go like, <laughs> and it was incredibly. Disturbing. I have to imagine this was based off like an anime or something. I've never researched no, it. Never, that's just how that culture was at that point in time. This is probably like right. what late nineties, early two thousands. I don't know when the dream. I think Dreamcast came out in ninety nine. If I'm not mistaken, uh, ninety eight. I think. Anyway, I mean, this was into high school and we were playing this for sure, but uh, oh, yeah. you um, played it at practice, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but the funniest part was the there was like, um, I don't know, I guess cut scenes like after a fight, like whoever won, there would be like a little like still of them with a caption of some shit talk, but it was, yeah, yeah. Standard. But it was yeah. yeah, but it was like really badly, uh translated like japanese into english so it was like i remember one of them was nice moves no shadow legs the only the only other one the only other one that i remember was uh your butt's mine bubblehead <laughs> oh my god it's a, a hell of a taunt and here's the thing is you don't I don't we can't tell whether or not this was just bad translating on, uh, you know, the English developers part or if that's just literal translation. Uh, it's wow. Oh, man. I had one. I had a similar game that I know was based on an anime uh, for PlayStation one called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And it was the same shit. It was just really wacky ass fucking cut scenes but then i later watched a few episodes of the anime and found out that it's just a wacky ass fucking anime and uh i said anime uh which is a combination of anime and enemy for those uninitiated or yeah yeah i didn't even check that well i mean we mentioned resident evil a couple of times so the obvious thing to mention is like best the resident evil terrible dialogue especially in the first resident evil where it's like this isn't Chris's blood or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, no, yeah, Barry. He's just like, is it? It's like, is this blood? I hope it's not Chris's blood. And then they just keep saying each other's names. They're like, Jill, why don't you go back to the main hall? Okay, Barry, you go to the annex. I don't know. And then I'll go to the main hall, Barry. Okay, Jill. And like, it's just so yeah, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we're, like, we're gonna. This is the. This yeah. Is the oh yeah. Yup. And there were a lot of. Yep. 
I'm oh, going to put the cut in here uh, yep. where I actually do that drop. Hope this is not Chris's blood. And then this is how we're going to wrap up the episode. Oh. Okay. Wait, we have to talk about current games real quick, though. We did talk a little bit about no, it. No, we, we didn't at all. We talked about the remakes. We talked We talked about what we needed to no, talk we didn't. about on this podcast. Real quick, let me just say. I like how Ben is treating this like it's the last time he's ever going to get to talk about video games. I need to get in my two pieces, man. You've had all the pieces. It's like you're getting played off at the Oscars. I know. I'm just like, I got to thank a few more people. I'll say don't sleep on the Nintendo Switch, man. No, and I won't. I, I have I have children, it's so I, I owe it to them to get a fucking switch, and which will come in time when I have more money. But it's like, slick. It's so compact. I know it is. I know it is. It and looks dazzling. fucking badass. Oh yes, my god! I get it. I get it. I want it, and I need it. And hopefully, when PlayStation Five comes out, Nintendo will also like be like, "Oh, you know what? We should lower the price of this and do like a Christmas or Thanksgiving bundle or whatever the shit." They always do those marketing ploys, and that's when I reap the benefits. And Ben, I know you're always on a high when we end the episode, but we just, it's it's got to end when it ends. I hate Can that it ends. Can we just go on forever? <laughs> Please. We'll talk to you, dork ass, after this is over. Hold on. More beer. Let's send it. Like, all right, all right, all right. I just, I'm thirsty, and I'm going to have trouble talking if I don't have something to drink. Just you, you drink the last time is it? Tim, you still have an hour. Oh, no. You have, we have no. 10 minutes, right? Oh. Yeah, Tim only has 10 minutes. All right, let's wrap it up. It's cool. All right, we got all right, this. Let's just wrap right. it up. So we ben, we'll, I, I want to, I'll, I'll talk to you about video games a little bit longer. Okay. Please do. So, I'm ever so lonely. Um, so, it, you know, it's interesting that you say that because that's really what prevented me from playing Grand Theft Auto V is that video oh, games these days are so immersive. Like, and I, I remember, like, we didn't playing. even fucking talk about Grand Theft Auto. God damn it. We need <laughs> Tim, tell Hannah to just stay up a little later. All right, no. Grand Theft Auto. We'll do oh. a part two. So, all right. The the thing about that is Joe Rogan, like I saw him trending on Twitter and people got mad at him for saying video games are a waste of time, apparently. And uh, what uh, I, I mean, so I went and watched the clip and what he actually said is like, you know, video games are bad because they're so much fucking fun. And video games are a real problem. They're a real problem. You know why? Because they're fucking fun. And I agree with that 100%. Like people getting mad at him, like acting like he's like, oh, you all are nerds or whatever. It's like, no, like this is clearly a dude who loves to play video games. And that's my problem with him. Like I have so much like shit I, I want to do and care about doing. And that's why I try. That's why I'm saying like, you know, my winter hibernation is going to be Resident Evil 2 and 3 and the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And Ben, you saying like, oh, you'll burn through it? Fine. That's perfect. That's exactly right. what I want. I want yeah. a limited experience. It'll be satisfying. When I have time to like put it away because video games really like, they can like when you're depressed or like when you're bummed out, maybe a fucking black hole, man. Like, Absolutely. I don't know. I just, I, I need to like, you know, uh, if I was, if I had a video game console hooked up right now, I would be more than four episodes in the hole as far as editing goes. I would edit <laughs> many, many less episodes. Tim, is that, is that is that why you stopped playing video games or 
I mean, no, frankly, the reason why is just like, I mean, my family can never afford them to begin with and then just kind of stop. You had an SNES and a Super or a Sega. That's bullshit. Yeah. Nobody but, had that luxury. Yes. Said to begin with. Yeah. So, like, you know, that was money that we didn't have that, you know, bad choices were made by a certain individual who shall remain nameless. Tim um, Valenta. Yes, when, when I was eight. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, that's not why I stopped. But I do fucking get it because it's like the same like like it's similar to like me like reading Twitter for hours on end yeah, or like yeah. you know, although probably significantly less fun for me to do that. But uh, yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. video games versus yeah. Twitter. Video games for sure. Yeah, I'll take video games when I, um, every day of the week. When like you know, in like the the earlier days of uh, you know this COVID like hell world we're living through, when we were like being serious about lockdown, uh, I was like, oh, I'm, well, this is a good opportunity to get like a whatever the newest video game console is, and like sports were like you know postponed or canceled, so like I was like, I'll you know, get a, a a a baseball game, a football game, and a basketball game, and then like I'll just play those, and that'll kind of scratch that itch for me, hopefully. Uh, but then I never ended up doing it, just for a lot of reasons, like um, you know, uh, logistic reasons, because we live in a small apartment in the city, and then like also Hano seemed very disappointed in me when I suggested it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so uh, oh, that's great. I didn't do it, and then you're like not, you're not gonna do it. No, I'm not gonna do it, and because uh, now it's so close to school Ooh. starting again that like I can't. Oh, I'll, it would just be a waste because it would just sit there gathering dust. That's but, responsible. Uh, but like you know, I'm not like trying to like humble brag or shit here. But like I've read like ten books over the course of the past few months, and like I feel like I've like that makes me feel better than it is if I had played like you know. 10 seasons of Madden with myself as quarterback of the Bears, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's just not really like, I mean, I've played video games. Like I went down like a GTA four hole really bad when I lived in Florida. And it's just like, it's just not for me. It's not just not my thing. Let's go bowling. I don't know. So in the end, video games were made by the CIA. They were made by the, I guarantee you that if we do a little bit of digging, there will be at least some tenuous fucking connection. Just wait. Next week, we're talking about punk rock, and I'm coming locked oh, and loaded. Shit, that's right. I'm also going to be on a fucking terror. I don't give a shit, man. This is gonna. This is like we're starting to fucking like a high right now, baby. After Catholicism, we're on the rise. We're like a fucking <laughs> phoenix rising from the goddamn ashes, man. We're oh like man, the resurrected Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Sarah, I feel bad you didn't get to talk enough about Animal Crossing. Here's something I'm going to say to you that only you will get. Can we just go out on Ben making that noise? No, like, Sarah's <laughs> talked about Sims and Animal Crossing. Sarah refuses to play video games where characters speak any intelligible language whatsoever. <laughs> no. Just It drives me completely Look, insane. I'm a girl. And Sexist. I just like my video games to be chill. 
Okay. I don't so. like villains. I don't, I don't like <laughs> people villain speaking to, words. Yeah, to no hurt words. Me. I understand. Mm-hmm. I just right. like to build my little little land and make my little plate. I like to grow my little tomato plants and. It's nice. Okay, that's fair. And I so, like Doom, where you can rip a demon's fucking face off and then shoot his body with a shotgun, and it just dissipates. Oh man, to a badass metal soundtrack. So different strokes for different folks, and in conclusion, video games are a land of contrasts. So we had no time to be punks. The kids were asleep, so we got drunk and talked about video games. Good night, everybody. See ya.